You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Suggs has got that change of gear where he can just slow down and speed up when high off the glass. Zags back up by two. Emhart weaving his way through. Picked up that dribble, though. Suggs three. Another one for Jalen Suggs. There are moments where he's just different. Here he is. Behind the back dribble for three. Stop. Stop it, Dave. Are you kidding me? It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Four days from now, it's Selection Sunday. People will be screaming about which team got screwed. This path is too easy for that team. And what else will be happening is uh, we'll all be scrambling. Exactly one week from right now, Horvat will be freaking out. Okay, is this what I want to submit for my March Madness pool? Okay, this is the big one. Oh, Oh, are you doing three sheets? You're allowed to do three sheets in your pool? Are you a one-sheet guy or are you go with three? What do you so, do? So, you know, Joe, I used to be, I mean, growing up especially, this is by the time I was like 14 years old, I would do the newspaper one, which was always huge in the <laughs> Tribune, but I would do like 15. I would get in like 15. Oh, now, now I do two. I do one for work and then I do one with my buddies that's been going on now for about two decades. So I try to limit it to just two. That's fair. And there are many different ways to do this. Some people do it with squares. You get the same numbers for every game. I'm considering running a survivor pool. So a lot of different ways to attack the uh, NCAA tournament. But by far, the most popular one is the office pool. And uh, in in this uh, age of COVID, you don't need to be in the office. You don't need to fill out the sheet. It's all these websites take care of it. So it's perfect. Let's bring in Ed Fang onto the show at the Power Rank on Twitter. Check out his work, thepowerrank.com. He's a, a big, big Michigan fan. So, Ed, why don't we start there before we, we get give the people some help, some tips on how they can win their pool. Uh, I, I Up there by you, I'd imagine it's it's just been a thrill watching, the, watching this Michigan team. Uh, our Illinois team has struggled for some time. And, you know, with Michigan, it's so much about football. And I, I know some are down that Jim Harbaugh is returning. But does it feel like uh, the Wolverines were a, com- were a pleasant surprise for you? Yeah, the Wolverines were absolutely a pleasant surprise. Um, I mean, you know, he, he actually lost his top two recruits that were going to come here uh, last spring. And Hunter Dickinson was a top 50 guy, but kind of like the third guy in that conversation. And then before the season started, Juwan was recruiting a pretty big-time class for next fall. So I think – when we were coming into early November, it was like, okay, you know, kind of wait for next year. And then you start playing and Hunter Dickinson might be the best center in the entire nation. Uh, is You know, most bigs as freshmen struggle. It's, it's not uncommon at all. And this guy's just come in and, you know, played toe to toe with Kobe Coburn and Luca Garza and, 
you know, he's really elevated this team. So yeah, people are, people are going a little nutty here uh, with good <laughs> reason, uh, but then maybe there's some over exuberance too. I'm, I'm actually a huge fan of this Illinois team uh, where you guys are. I think, uh, you know, last year you looked at this team and you're like, man, Coburn and Dosumu, like these guys have so much potential, but they just, they couldn't quite put it together. And now you're seeing them put it together. And it's really, really impressive. Ed, sticking with the Big Ten, I mean, they could get 10 or 11 schools into the big dance. Michigan, you know, um, all of a sudden they've lost two of their last three, but I still expect them to make a big run. Uh, Illinois is playing their best basketball. They've won 11 of their last 12. There's some teams that we're even sleeping on, like Purdue. Which team in the Big Ten Conference do you think is built uh, to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament? I mean, you, you certainly have to start at the top two. I mean, Michigan is... is... Michigan has played the best over the course of the season, won the regular season title. I expect them to make it pretty deep in the tournament, but the strength of the league is, is just surprising. Um, you know, when you look at my team rankings, I take margin of victory and adjust for schedule. One fifth of the top 60 teams are from the big 10. So 12, 12 teams, right? If you're not Northwestern and Nebraska, like you're a pretty good basketball team. So could a Penn state come and, and surprise some people? Sure. Why not? Um, but, yeah, no, I expect a lot of things for Illinois. I think Illinois is a very good team, and I think their ceiling is as high as any team in the nation, except for maybe Gonzaga. Um, when you look at the talent, uh, I think Dusumu is an incredible player. That uh, I mean, watching him basically shut down Dwayne Washington on Saturday was really, really impressive, especially considering what Washington had done to Michigan earlier this season. So, you know, and I think the thing about Michigan and Illinois is that they're good on both sides of the ball when when i do points per possession adjusted for opponent both offense and defense for those two teams are in the top 10 mm-hmm. and you know when you get past those two teams in the big 10 you know Ohio state and iowa are clearly good they can put the ball in the basket but they struggle on the defensive end of the court they're, they're just not as good defensively so that certainly doesn't mean that they couldn't make a run and win the big 10 tournament or or make a very deep run in the ncaa tournament i mean they're going to be two seeds and, um, you know, it's all about kind of who gets hot, right? So they, they could certainly make a run. But uh, this I, think, been, I think, I mean, those yeah. four teams are, are clearly excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Probably a bunch of ones and a bunch of twos once we get to the tournament. And uh, it's all decided on Sunday. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat with you. And our guest is Ed Feng. He's the founder of thepowerrank.com. And he's the author of How to Win Your NCAA Tournament Pool. Ed, uh, I know you've been doing this for years, but uh, for our audience that might be new to this, can you explain what this is, how to win your NCAA Tournament Pool, uh, how you decided to do this, how long you've been refining it, and uh, let's start to share some tips with the people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it started back in 2015. I I think it was January of that year, and I decided to just uh, put down – you know, these thoughts that, that I had and, and, you know, do the research and, and get this advice out about how to win your pool. And man, that was long. I guess that was six years ago. So it's been quite a while. Um, but the basics is that you need to think about the size of your pool in order to optimize your odds of winning. And the basics are you don't want to get into larger pool, right? Don't get into that thousand person pool unless you're happy winning once every 30 years on average. Um, the odds just go, I mean, the odds decrease exponentially with the more people that are in your pool. The easiest thing to do is get in a pretty small pool uh, of about 10 people. And, and the smaller your pool, the more uh, a favorite strategy should work. 
So you go to my site uh, with some of my rankings, especially the ones I have for members. You go to Kempom, pick the higher ranked team in every game. Uh, you know, this year it's going to be picking Gonzaga's champ. That's going to be a pretty good strategy. But really what's interesting to me is the middle uh, where you get somewhere between 10 and 100 people in your pool. There are instances where you can do better than that favorite strategy. And that's what I call the contrarian approach. And for the betters that listen to the show, it's, it's, it's not too hard a concept. You're basically fading what other people do in your pool. So if you're in Spokane, Washington, and you're in a pool, <laughs> you can expect that a lot of people are going to pick Gonzaga. So if you pick Gonzaga too, which is what the numbers are going to tell you, and Gonzaga wins, then everybody gets those 32 points for picking the champion correctly. And that just, it just increases your odds of winning because someone's going to get lucky with uh, picks in the earlier rounds. So instead, the contrarian approach is to pick someone else to win the tournament, someone that's got a high probability, but that's not getting picked by other people in your pool. And so if that team wins, um, then you have a pretty good chance because not a lot of other people in your pool pick that team. You know, this worked out really well in 2019, Virginia came in with a very, very good team, came in under the radar because they had lost as a one seed to a 16 the year before. Um, they ended up being a contrarian choice, about 22% chance to win. And uh, it worked out that year. It's certainly not going to work out every year, but you're basically fading what other people are doing in your pool. So let me, do you feel any added pressure if you have a website and you write a book? Like, do you feel any pressure now when you join these pools? Like you have to win it every year or all your friends are just going to give you a hard time? <laughs> um, no. So first of all, I don't get any, into any pools because no one okay. invites me, which I completely understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there is pressure, I guess. But I, I try to be clear that this is not going to work every year. And I try to be clear that I've had a pretty good run the last five, six years of having this contrarian strategy work. Um, I think, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking somewhere between 20 and 30% to win a pool like 50 to a hundred ish. Right. So that's a pretty good return on investment, but 20 to 30% winning is not, not great. Right. I mean, it, it's not like you're going to win every year by any stretch. So I think you got to play the odds in the long run. Um, and for me, it's just, you know, it's, it's that two or 3% edge that you want to get, you know, as a better, that's the, the type of small edge you want to get. And you're trying to get that in your pool and applying that year after year. I love this conversation, Ed, because um, you can apply this to other sorts of contests that we play, whether it's uh, Survivor yep. in the NFL or just any sport. And and what's interesting with the contra contrarian strategy, Ed, is trying to figure out, okay, how contrarian do I want to be? So I can go against right. Gonzaga. I could take another team. But do, do I want to have only one one seed? in the final four. Okay. If I'm not going with Gonzaga, where am I going? Wh which team is most? So let's say you are in a pool, Ed, and uh, you're not going with Gonzaga. Cause you know, let's say you're in the Northwest and you know, at least half the pool is going to be on the Zags. Uh, give us a team or two that you would take. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the final numbers are going to look like, but like, I, I would definitely <laughs> stick with the Big Ten. I mean, Michigan and Illinois would be two teams that I'm thinking about uh, in those pools. Um, and I think you bring up a good point, Joe. Like, you got to think about what pools you want to get in, right? Like, I'm actually, I, I would actually be thrilled to be in a pool in Waco, Texas, uh, because I think that Baylor team is a very good basketball team, but I think they have some issues. Um, essentially three-point regression, uh, a re- regression of the three-point shooting on offense. Um, so I would love to be in a, in a pool in Waco and go with the favorite Gonzaga or maybe, you know, a pool in the, in the Midwest and, and be able to pick the favorite Gonzaga. And then, then there's the questions like, is Gonzaga going to be the public favorite? I think there's a lot of narrative that they play in this week conference and they haven't played a top 25 opponent or a top 10 opponent in two months. So how are they going to be? Um, you can figure out what the public is doing by going to ESPN and they publish the fraction of brackets that pick each team as champion. So that's, that's the data that I use to get a general sense of what people are picking. But then obviously you want to be very uh, conscious of exactly the pool you're in, right? If you're in a pool in Ann Arbor, things are going to look different. If you're in a pool in Chicago, Illinois, things are going to look different. And that's, those are the types of things that you want to fade. And those are the types of things you want to think about right now as to which pools you're getting in. Ed, we've seen this at some books and we've heard a lot of people talk about it, uh, especially this year. Um, you know, would you take the top two teams or would you take the field? And I feel like this year is a little bit different just because Gonzaga and Baylor have been so damn good. Uh, if it were up to you and you're a betting man, would you go with the field? Would you go with those two teams? And if you're going to go with the field, who would be that third team uh, outside of Illinois and the teams that we mentioned in the big, big 10 that you could see making a run and maybe winning this thing? Yeah. I mean, I think you would go with the field straight up against, against the top two. I mean, Gonzaga and Baylor have been great. Um, I would definitely take the field and, you know, I mean, there's a ton of teams we can talk about, right? I mean, Alabama's had a good season. Houston's a great defensive team. And those, you know, Houston would be particularly exciting, not being from a power five conference. Um, so, but, but the, the problem, the reason you like to pick the field is you have no idea who's going to get hot and, and make a run. And the more I look into college basketball numbers, the more it amazes me just how random three-point shooting is. Um, it's amazing, you know, which teams can, can go on these runs and, and make deep runs because they're hitting their shots where they might not have been during the regular season. Or you have a team that's hitting a lot of shots and, and it all kind of falls apart uh, late in the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I have a lot of faith in, in a lot of those uh Teams are going to end up in the two line. You know, Iowa, Ohio State can can certainly get hot. Iowa can get hot from three, um, as teams in the Big Ten have found out, and uh, they can go deep too. Be despite you know, despite their deficiencies on defense. Right. Ed Fang, thepowerrank.com. Ed, we have about thirty seconds. Is the best way uh, to get this information on thepowerrank.com? Yeah, you can definitely go to my site. I would suggest signing up for my e- email newsletter because I'll send you my March Madness cheat sheet which just makes it super easy for you to fill out your bracket, uh, look at my numbers in terms of the favorite strategy. And then there's a whole bunch of other resources. You can check out the introduction of my book uh, on the site as well. Um, I I also have like team rankings and uh, a bunch of other things. And then over on my podcast, the football analytics show, I turned it over to the bracket wisdom series this month. So it's a daily series, give you about 10 minutes every weekday leading up to the start of the tournament. So I've done some, um, every regress, uh, has been helping me with
Thank you, Ed. Appreciate it. We'll uh, have to catch up next week once we get the brackets all set. Coming up next, touch them all. Can't wait to go over a couple stat categories from Major League Baseball.